What's up, guys? Welcome to the Power of Sound, and I'm here with my co-host Giles Gzilla. What's up? And today, yeah, I always cut him off. I always cut him off all the time. Today, um, We've done this so many times, and you just I'm expecting him not to say hi. But or maybe uh, it's me. Maybe I'm doing it, dude. Today, I'm super stoked because uh, we have someone on the show today that I have actually been personally following for a long time, who was a Huge inspiration for me to get even started with Audio Architects. It's Joe and Tell. How you doing, What's buddy? What's up? What's up? Welcome. How you doing, man? I'm fantastic, man. I'm super glad you're on the show. This is something I've been Giles and I've been talking about for quite some time, and you know now we feel that you know this is the right time to kind of all of us chit chat and get to know each other. You know, for sure, for sure. I'm ready to have some fun. Heck yeah! Man, I, I want to just cut straight into it though. You know, Joe, you're you're doing a thing. You you did you did a thing. There's a thing coming, and I believe it's called the Hi-Fi Summit. Yes, Just, the Hi-Fi Summit. It is. It's uh, not a, not a. <laughs> Somebody told me, hey, you got to cut out the. I'm like, did you watch like Facebook movie or something like that? You think social network? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You watch that movie? Just lose I mean, the. <laughs> the good thing about having the, I'll tell you right now, is you can have stuff like. I have my emails. See you at the Hi-Fi Summit. Mm-hmm. See what I mean? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, exhibit at the Hi-Fi Summit. So, so I, also, have, I have a question. What made you? Obviously, our social climate right now and what's going on with you know our uh, the pandemic and everything is that what kind of primed you to do something like this, or is this something that's kind of been in the works for you for quite some time? Um, I think yeah, it's been in the works. It's been in the back of my mind. But it's a lot of things that kind of came together, right? So I haven't worked for anybody in a long time, you know, over 20 years. The first job that I had or the first business that I started was an IT business. So I'm in the tech, right? That's, you know, that's one of the things I'm into. Um, and then after that, I ended up having a retail brick and mortar business, right? So I learned that's completely different, right? IT, 10 years, brick and mortar, right? And then I ended up doing a manufacturing business, Um I started getting into uh, trade shows, big trade shows, right? Way bigger than these hi-fi trade shows, I'm, I'm telling you. Like renting out the entire Pomona Fairgrounds, if you guys know what that is, right? Yeah. It's huge, right? Um, so big trade shows. And then obviously after that, I started doing this YouTube thing, doing a lot of like advertising and marketing and content creation. And so looking at all those things, none of them make sense, right? That's what I mean. Like they didn't, they don't really make sense if you look as a family member, you're like, what is this guy up to? Like, none of those things add up, except for when there's a situation like we have right now with this pandemic. You're like, all right, well, he's oh, hi-fi also, right? So I've been in the hi-fi since I was 12. So all those pieces kind of start fitting together. I also had a web development company. So I know how to make websites. I know how to do the tech part. I know about trade shows. You know, I'm into audio. I know how to make content. I have an audience, right? So that's important too. And so all those things, and then you start seeing all these uh, cancellations of shows and you're like, you know what? You're Sometimes you're just the right guy to do it. You know what I mean? A lot of times you're not, right? So there's been many cases where I've had an idea and maybe you're too early and you know nobody's ready for it. Or sometimes you're too late, right? But once in a while you just get lucky. And I think right now is the time where I had to just do it of, you know, short period of time, only about 30 days that mm-hmm. I've been really like just, you know, working on this day in, day out to try to get something out there. And so, yeah, June 26th, 26th through 30th. That's the day. And yeah. it's, it's a week long, right? Or several days long? Uh, yeah, it's five, five days for the general public. But for, you know, the new press, I like to say, you know, press and media. And so when I say press and media, some of these uh, companies like, why do you say press and media? Like, why not just press? Well, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't think of myself as press, right? I think of myself as a content creator. I'm a media guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that they understand that distinction. I see the distinction. But um, yeah, Giles, you know, I see you as like one of the newest, you know, you're the new breed. Yeah. So when I think of press compared to what I'm doing, which is similar to what a lot of other people are doing, um, you know, it's, uh, I, I'm not there really to bring the news, right? Sometimes what I do brings some news, but 
you know, it, it's part education, it's part entertainment, I guess it's part news as well. Um, but the idea is one. So for me, um, you know, like you, I've been an IT guy for a long time and uh, I even have the IT body shape. Yeah, it's pretty sexy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the IT pear shape. But you can nerd out later on. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, you know, this, this gives me a chance to be creative in a way that I wasn't really finding um, as an outlet in, in other things that I'm doing, right? So uh, being able to create content around something that I like, which is the audio hi-fi stuff, uh, you know, it, it all mixes together well. And yeah, no, I don't, I don't call myself press, although I can serve that function um, if I need to be. Right. It's cool. And then it's Mike cool is, the badge. Press well, badge is well, yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I was editorial press at Cedia last year, which was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting, um, and but Mike's even newer than I am to the YouTube game. I mean, he is—he's just cutting his teeth now, brand fresh. And you already uh, have a hat. Oh, I—I I love my hat. <laughs> yeah. Need to get on your level, dude. Well, I mean, I've been doing Audio Architects since June of last year. Oh, it's coming up on a year uh, this next month, and I've—you know—it—it it, it was a always been into audio. So I wanted to do something audio related and I'm like, all right, why not start with an Instagram and see if I can grow just sharing other people's stuff. Then I went to my very first hi-fi shows, which was RMAF and Cedia this last year. That's where actually I, I met you at RMAF yeah. um, at the, in the diner room. <laughs> and um, yeah. yeah, I had a good time there and I, I did made a decision that I wanted to, you know, do this, you know, seriously so I just continued with the Instagram to see if it was something viable and if, if it would grow. And now, I mean, I'm at 11,000 followers on there organically that, and that to me, it was like, Whoa, you know, that, that's really cool to me. You know, I, I think that's a really cool milestone I, that I hit recently. And I know um, our buddy, Woody, Woody sound up, he hit that milestone not too long ago too. Yeah. So, so I was kind of like, I think Woody started like about six months or a year before I did. And we, we, I was kind of following him and his progress. And I'm like, okay, I see him progressing. And I'm like, okay, I, I can do this too. So we I'm just trucking along, you know? And then I met Giles about around the same time that I started all this. And he was already into the YouTube game. So I took my time with it only because I wanted to see the Instagram grow first. But now that I'm into YouTube, uh, I'm having so much fun with it. But now I know what kind of sweat and blood and tears you guys both go through <laughs> because this is not an easy thing. It'll like eat, make, eat your life and eat your soul. I mean, dude, making these videos is rough, dude. It, it, it takes a lot of time, effort, um, precision. Uh, you know, I, I had to step up my camera game. I'm, I'm a photographer by trade, so I already had a camera, but I'm like, this thing can't do video well. So I had to get a, you know, video camera deal. It, it's been it's been a thing. So I saw some of your videos. They look they look great. Thank you, thank you. And I, I've yeah, been putting job, a lot of man. effort into it. So, um, you know, obviously, I've I've learned from Giles. I've learned from you, and I've learned from a few other select YouTubers that I follow on online uh, that I've kind of sponged off of just in just in quality and how you guys do things, how you guys structure your videos. Because I, I mean, to me, I, I didn't know what I was doing. So I'm like, I'm sure there's some kind of you know, uh, three part structure to it, you know, a beginning, a middle and an end. And I, I once I got the hang of it, you know, now I'm just kind of trucking along and making videos. So thank you both of you to, for inspiring me, you know, and into getting in the game. I'm still learning, man. So we can all learn from each other. So if you learn something cool, you got to let me know too. You got it, brother. There, there's so much stuff to learn. Mm -hmm. yeah, being cinematic is a lot different than creating a video. You know, there's, yeah. there's the technical piece, but then there's the art and the art I think is going to take a, a long time for me to, I don't even want to say master, but just kind of figure out where I fit in and you know, what's my style. I have no idea what my style is, um, but I'll figure it out one day. I hope just time invested. Right. So real quick, I just wanted to say, I first, I want one of those hats. <laughs> I got it custom made. <laughs> oh, okay. Get, Whenever get, you get a store up. Um, also, I wanted to know, what did I, what did we say? I remember meeting you over there uh, at Rocky Mountain. It was really I, quick. It was really quick. We took a picture mm -hmm. together. It's actually on Audio Architects Instagram. Um, You're <laughs> huge. Yeah, I'm six foot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, compared to me, I was like, oh, dude. Yeah, I, I saw you like right off the bat. And I wanted to kind of meet you and one, two, three, Toy, because I, I think Toy's pretty cool, too. 
but um but yeah i got to meet you and i got to kind of you know just you know just geek out for like three or four seconds because you were in a hurry because you had just gotten done with your presentation and you were you were doing oh, some yeah stuff. they had me that. doing all kinds of stuff i had I two talks yeah to do over there i had that room that i you know i couldn't even be at most of the time i had somebody else like we had volunteers there and then i was doing videos for a bunch of companies mm-hmm Yeah, I was glad to meet you because I even told Giles, I'm like, Giles, this guy was super nice, you know, because, you know, you you never even know what to expect with people because I know you already had a little bit of a celebrity in in the audio industry. So already I went in there, you know, thinking, okay, this guy could be cool or maybe he, he might be a little, you know, like who are you, you know, but you were super welcoming. You were like, Hey, what's up? Like, you didn't know who I was. I didn't know who I was at the, at the moment. And I was like, you were really nice. So I, I appreciate that. Thank you so much for being cool, man. Oh yeah. Hey, I love to hang out with people. Yeah. I, I actually feel really bad about Rocky mountain audio fest. Um, and the reason being is so, um, Oh, help, help me remember. I, I think uh, new record day, his name's Ron. Is that right? Yeah. Ron. Yeah, Ron. Uh-huh. So I, I, I had not really done a lot of uh, research into the YouTube world at that point. I didn't know who any, anybody was. I didn't follow any channels. I, I really didn't know much about anything, um, but I knew who you were. Right. And, um, and Ron was there and uh, you guys were doing something maybe, Oh, it was in, it was in your room. And I remember uh, you said, Hey, you know who that is back there? And I looked and said, Oh, I, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> it was Ron. Right. And I was like, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I had no idea. I'm like, you can't know everybody. You can't know everybody. There's a lot of YouTubers coming up too. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I know who he is now though. Yeah. And dude, he is like the best with sets. What's up with that? I don't know. He's, He's good at woodworking. You know, yeah. it's funny. I remember I saw you walking down. Like I, I was carrying all this kind of camera gear, right? I was carrying a bunch of stuff and you're just like, what is all that? Cause it was like a bunch of camera stuff. Yeah. And I was, you, that place is huge. Having to walk back and forth all crazy. It was and like you're, eight levels, I think. Right. What, what was that? It was like seven or eight floors. Wasn't it? It was, it's a huge, it's it's really huge. Yeah, the, the game Lord's huge. So at the time, I was still, all my videos were still iPhone. I, I, I didn't own a camera at that point. I, I was still 100% iPhone then. That's how new I was. <laughs> but in a cage, like it was all caged up. It was an iPhone, yeah, yeah, but it was all rigged yeah, up with all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He remembers. <laughs> I remember that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, the I'm gear. Like, this guy's got it made. Like that's lightweight. I'm carrying this huge camera. I'm like I should have done, done it that way. What kind it, of camera? It, what kind of serious stuff? Yeah, maybe, but the picture quality coming out of the iPhone is, is, compared to a ca- a real camera is just no. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I had like a whole uh, rig with the Z Cam and okay. iPad, and like, it was all huge. It was it huge. Like I had a red. I mean, yeah, it was big. <laughs> is that a red? Yeah. So yeah that that was that was a fun event. Anyway, I just wanted to see if, what I said if I was nice or not. No, yeah, you were super cool. You were cool. <laughs> But I, I want to get back to the the summit for a minute, right? Yeah. So I, I know that a lot of people are going to have questions about this. So, uh, you know, at this point, I, I'm going to assume that people that are into the scene um, have seen probably the same advertising that I've seen, right? So, you know, you've got uh, you've got your posts that come up and it shows the the folks that uh, that you're advertising that are going to be uh, presenting there, right? Or will be exhibiting, I guess we would say. Right. Uh, you know, I, I saw Klipsch and I think OSD and some other folks, right? Yeah. Um, the the question that I've had a number of people ask me, they're like, hey, what, do you know what's up with this summit thing? And I said, well, it's going to be a virtual summit. It's a virtual trade show. And, um, you know, have you ever done one before? You know, asking the folks and they're like, no, I ha- we, we have no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. So I think what would be really nice for people to hear is what is the expected user experience at a virtual audio trade show? So what will they be able to experience there that would make them want to come? Well, that's, that's really the question, right? So um, the one thing I would say is when people say virtual, it's kind of like an, I don't really like to say virtual because like you wouldn't consider Amazon virtual shopping, right? It's just online shopping, you know? And so I think that's just what it is where I'm using, utilizing the technology that we have. So right now we're doing video, right? So I think that companies underutilize video. So that would be one thing that I'm pushing these companies to do. So part of my mission is actually to get a lot of these hi-fi companies 
to do some of the things that they should be doing, right? They should be making videos for themselves. They should have an audience that they can contact directly. They should talk with them and answer questions. They need to do these things, right? That's what we do for them. Right? A lot of times we're answering questions for them in our, in our videos. They should do that, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of pushing for them to do some of that stuff. And so with this Hi-Fi Summit, I'm telling them, hey, you know what? Set up a brand page, set up a product page. But guess what? You're not going to be able to stand there and show them stuff. You got to make a video now, right? It does, people understand like it's not going to be it doesn't have to be the greatest video it could be on, on an iPhone. A lot of times I'll tell them, what are you talking to me on an iPhone? All right. You have everything you need then. Go for it. You know, that's all they really need to do a presentation. And then a lot of the feedback is, well, you know, the whole point of this, uh, this event is, you know, so people can listen to speakers. Yeah. Yes, of course. Um, but I mean, how many speakers have we sold? Just by saying, hey, these are some cool speakers. I really like them. Here's the link. Go buy them if you want. People buy the link, buy through that link. They've never heard those speakers either. Right. And so my argument is people do buy based on what people are saying. If it's a convincing, you know, based on specs, measurements, things like that. There's there are ways. And also, that's an even better experience because let's say you hear some speakers in a room at a trade show, right? Does, is that how it's going to sound at your house? For sure it's not. I guarantee it's not. But you go and order some speakers from what, you know, SVS does a good job of that, right? They have a good return policy and they're gold sponsor. So uh, you, you order from them, you don't like it, you send it back, right? There's, mm -hmm. That's the best possible experience. You don't even have to go to the store to get it. You order it, it gets, you open your door, it's there in front of your door. So to me, that's a great experience. And I think that we're not, we're not thinking about it that way. We're not understanding like, yeah, you should let people try it out. If it's a great product, they're going to keep it. Right. So the, to answer your question, what's the experience going to be like? Um, just think about what shopping is like on Amazon. Right. Yeah. You can't touch and feel stuff, but there are some pros in addition to that. Right. Easy to compare stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can go and look at all the stuff. I tell a lot of these guys, you know, you'll walk into a room sometimes and the guy's halfway through his presentation, right? And you're like, all right, well, I want to hear the beginning. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the other room real quick and then I'm going to come back and listen to the beginning of his presentation. But you never go back, mm -mm. right? There's never time. But if you want, if they make a video, you're going to watch the video from beginning to end, right? If there's a seminar, you can watch it live. If you miss it, you can watch it later. So there's a lot of advantages uh, with online. Sorry, I got kids in the background. But um, yeah, I, I think that's that's the thing is, of course, you know, some of the aspects that we are uh, used to, which is uh, interaction, we definitely want interaction, right? So that's why we have a chat where people can say, hey, did you check out what they're doing over here? And part of it is just um, the fact that it's a limited time, right? The fact that it's five days, I'm telling these companies, you guys better do something exciting, Right. Mm -hmm. Because the great thing is, is I'm going to bring everybody to this one site. Right. That's the great thing. Everybody, big company, Clips, all those, you know, you guys had them on recently, mm -hmm. big company. And then you might have a small little boutique company. Right. Well, great thing. You're on the same platform. The bad thing is you're on the same platform. Yep. Right. So they have to do their best to try to promote. Right. So today I just talked to Gershman Acoustics, small, you know, you know, uh, pretty expensive speakers, smaller company, um, you know, they have, I think, 200 followers on Instagram. They should have more. Um, Klipsch has over 100,000, right? Right. But well, Klipsch, they're the masters. They're, they're awesome. Like marketing. They're the masters. Yeah, they're, 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 their marketing and their design is on point. I really, I really do like what they do. Yeah. Yeah, but they can learn from them. That's why when, when we had them on, I asked them, like, what can you teach these other folks? I know it sounds weird, but I want you to teach these other companies how to do it better because – you know, the industry won't survive. It's just clips by, clips by itself. Right. right. You, sh you need other people, you know, you need options. So anyway, I think that's, I don't know if that answers the question so much, but just think about it kind of like that as a, uh, you know, well, I'm kind of curious. So, okay, let's say I sign up. I want, I want to go to hi-fi hi summit. Um, the day comes. So I, do I have a login where I go into onto your website? I log in and then boom, everything starts. I have options. I can go to like different little uh, rooms and videos and stuff like that. 
So right now, the way it's set up is that uh, it's it's only a landing page right now, right? And that's because people are like, oh, come it's only a landing page because a lot of these companies are still setting up their websites. So you go yeah. in there, it's like half done. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. spelling errors. So I'm like, well, you you don't go to a show and you don't get to see all the stuff before it happens, right? Sure. There's yeah. a day when it hits, then everything opens. Okay. And so um, I'm planning on opening it up a little more so at least you can see the structure. You'll get an idea of what you can do on there. But, you know, seminars, right? People are used to that. There's going to be a schedule of of uh, seminars, people talking at certain times. Um, and then, you know, there's going to be brand pages where you can see more about the company. There's going to be a product, you know, product pages where you can see all the products that are being announced. Um, mm-hmm. I've really focused on a way to narrow down the search because I found out that when you search on Amazon, you can only like search by weight for speakers, right? Weight and size. Like nobody searches for speakers that way. Mm-mm. I want to know like what is the F3 of the speaker? I want to know that. You know, is it front ported, rear ported? Is it titanium tweeter? So these are things that you'll be able to narrow down in the search at the Hi-Fi Summit, right? And so they'll be able to go down, look for a speaker that's within their budget, right? And then they'll show they'll show them the companies that have that speaker. Then they can go check them out. That oh, company great. might that, be doing really cool. Yeah. 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 So that company might be doing a giveaway. They might be doing a show special, right? Oh, that net. You just got my attention. Huh? I love free stuff. I love free stuff too. Everybody loves free stuff. I love free stuff. Dude, you got me all excited today when you posted about the Canto Tux, man. I, I was like, that's, those are the next bookshelves on my list of bookshelves. I need to stop with the bookshelves because I have way too many right now to review and unbox and stuff. But after hearing them at RMAF, I was like, Dude, those are some bassy, nice, yeah. clean sounding speakers, man. I was really like blown away by, and they're small, you know, they're not that too big. So they got some bass, those things. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I still can't remember whether I was listening to it with the sub, because I know they had a subwoofer there that went along with it, but I'm pretty sure I asked the guy, I'm like, are, is there a sub going on? He's like, no, that's just the speaker. Yeah. I'm like, holy moly, that so, is some serious stuff. I actually showed, I actually demoed that speaker so canto i reached out a few companies at the show right okay um, and i just wanted to see what it was like to be an exhibitor right yeah i have no business being there but i <laughs> i called up sbs micah all these companies um shit audio and i said like hey can i like can you send me some stuff and i'm gonna show it at this show just because i think it's cool and canto is one of those uh companies they sent me the tux and the sub right i actually had D- uh chana come in and uh, he was DJing on the tux. Oh, <laughs> that is rad. Yeah, so he was DJing on the tux, and they sent the sub. We ended up just not using the sub. We just like right. didn't use it at all. It's um, not necessary. Yeah, those are bassy speakers. Yeah, so we just have fun. You know what I mean? I think That's people all take stuff too seriously. Yeah. That's what it's all about, man. It's, it's, it's having fun. And, you know, I think when Giles and I first started doing this and, uh, you know, we're just, we, we, we have so much fun with the process, you know, the process is fun. So yeah, yeah. Well, dude, it, uh, when we started though, it was bad. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. so horrible. Good. Oh, we're, we're getting better. Uh, you know, it, it's all a process, right? You learn how things, uh, things work. So, you know, you know, in the continuum of, you know, where are my hands at? Good to bad. You know, we started over here and the, ooh, that's a stinker. And, you know, we want to get way over here. Um, but, you know, we'll move that needle across. It's getting better. Uh, it's we, time, we right? Have more fun when we have uh, the serious manufacturers on, right? We got we to gotta figure out how to loosen those folks up. That's going to be <laughs> magic. Well, I think we're blessed that, that we've been able to have, you know, Klipsch, Kef, you know, these are some heavy hitters that we've already had on our show. And we just started the power of sound, you know, a few months ago. And uh, we've just been so blessed to have them on. And and it's been, it's been an experience because I've, I've done podcasts in the past before all this, but never at this, uh, I, I get nervous when I'm speaking to these people, you know, even, <laughs> even speaking to you right now, I, I get nervous. Ah, because stop. I'm like, dude, I'm like, these are some serious people. Like if I say one wrong thing or, they're gonna kill you. F bomb or something, you know. It could be the end of power sound, you know. So I think Giles and I started with with the hopes and intentions of um, kind of just 
creating a platform for people that maybe aren't, you know, savvy to a lot of audio stuff. And, and, and even for the people that are for a chance for them to like see these companies up close and personal. So I know that's yeah. something you guys do with daily hi-fi as well. So, uh, which is, a, it's a very nice uh, platform you guys have. And, uh, but yeah, man, I, we're kind of doing our own thing and, and kind of trying to, trying to be different, but I like the fact that you push about, you push the community, you know, you push, it's all about the audio community, helping each other out. Um, I want more, I want more because like, I like audio stuff. I want stuff for me to watch. Yeah. Right? So when another, another group of people is talking about audio, I'm like, cool, more stuff for me to watch. Mm-hmm. Right. And if the content's great, well, that's awesome. Right. Yeah. My wife asked, by the way, this morning, she's like, um, do they understand? Do they see, do they know what the acronym is? On yeah. the show, EOS, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they know. We did it. I think, as a that's, joke. I think that's how they roll. Yeah, we, <laughs> we did it as a joke. People, <laughs> we think it's this great joke, but other people come up and say, Do you, do you know the, uh-huh. the POS? Do you know what the POS is? Yes, the power of sound. They're like, No, uh-huh. not. <laughs> we, we know. Point of sale. Point of sale. <laughs> Point of sale. Yeah. It, it was just, it was funny because we went back and forth about names. And Giles had come up with this thing one time. He's like, you know, feel the power of sound or power of whatever. And then I'm like, why don't we just use that? Dude? Like, let's just call ourselves the power of sound or music. Feel the oh, power. Yeah, you, said, you said power of music. Yeah. yeah. Product. Feel the power. Uh, of music. But yeah, I, I think that was pretty cool. And I'm like, we actually like discussed it. Are we really going to call ourselves POS? And I'm like, we are, we're yeah. a couple of them. You know, we're a couple of them. So let's just do it. Hey, shit, shit audio does a great job, right? They're the shit, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> they, are the, they are the shit. I actually have not had a chance to to experience any of their products. Have you had a chance to take them for a spin, Joe? Yeah, I was actually one of the companies that I was showing at the show. So I actually have the setup still here at my desk. Sorry, uh, I know I need to send this back to you. I just like it too much. <laughs> I'll get to use one of. The, I'll pay for it. About that? So it, it is legit. It's really good stuff. Then it's legit. I like it. Expensive. Yeah. It, it's yeah. I, I saw the prices are reasonable for their like starter stuff. I know they can get up there, but I didn't, uh, I didn't know Giles. I didn't know you're such a joker. I've you know I'm, I've I'm, been listening to the podcast. You're always like messing around with people. I, I'm not. I was joker. ready for you. I'm not a joker. I'm not a joker at all. You look like you look like if I saw you, I'd be like that guy looks like a serious guy. <laughs> and then I hear you talking about crumping stuff like that. The heck? There was a guy watching one of my videos. He's all like. It looks like you work in IT. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I work in IT. That's true. Oh Any man. Job. So yeah. I'm gonna break out of my shell and I will be the country or the world's biggest rap artist. I have no skills yeah. in that. Amico started that, dude. Amico really lit a fire under him saying he's gonna be the monster rap guy. If I send me the mixtape. Oh, the yeah. mixtape. I got a sound. He's got his own drop now. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, we're gonna have drops, dude. We're gonna get some of that. Pew, pew, pew. You're listening to the power of sound with Mike and Gzilla. That's what go. it sounded like on your on your uh, on your podcast on Anchor. Mm-hmm. When he jumps in there, sounds all yeah, all official. Dude, we should we should get uh, Chana to do a, a drop for us. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, anyway, I think I ho- I'm hoping that you know I'm messing around a lot, but I hope that kind of answers the question about the hi-fi summit uh, what it's about um it's really hard because the first of its kind hi-fi the hi-fi industry is not typically known for being at the cutting edge of technology so Mm -hmm. i'm trying to convince these guys like that this is what they should be doing um but it's hard it's hard it's the first of its kind so i'm i'm trying to do this thing that nobody's doing so if anybody's out there criticizing you know what um do a better job like i would like to go show me how it's done please i would like to follow somebody it makes it easier for me, yeah. but um, right as of right now, making it up. I'll tell you what we're we'll, we're definitely going to put um, you know, down in the description below. We're going to put all the information for your uh, summit and everything. And uh, I'm excited to go to it. I want to go. I'm I'm down. You know, I want to win those tucks. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, the pressure's on. I just want to know yeah. if press can win prizes. Enter. Yeah. Hey, I think it would be a win-win because if you win a prize, you probably get a review out of that too. So there you go. Why not? Anything that I buy now, anything that I come across in any way, yeah. the first thought in my head is, can I make a video about this? <laughs> can I talk we, about we, 
we were just talking about that the other day. Like from now, yeah, exactly. I'm on Amazon now. I'm like, I wonder if that would make a good video. I I, I gear my whole purchase mindset on that now. So yeah. that's, that's a good thing to do. You know, it gets yeah. dangerous though because then you start justifying all the purchases that you want. Like you know what? Maybe I could make a video about that. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Don't talk about it. I mean, you're cutting a little too deep right now. <laughs> so and things kind of okay being a, a a youtuber god i hate saying that i don't like that i don't like to be called a youtuber um but being a youtuber yeah uh, when i watch other people's content sometimes i find it hard to just sit back and enjoy the content because i'm dissecting all the content i'm like i wonder how they edited that and oh that's a great idea and oh look i see how they're you know they're called to action for descriptions mm. and stuff you know yeah uh, but uh yeah, I, I don't know. I'm oh, way I, more I, critical now. Uh, ever since I started making videos, I'm starting like oh, I don't like this. I don't like. I, I've reviewed those speakers. I don't agree with that at all. Like I know what you mean. It makes it easy to hate on other. So sometimes I have to just step back and be like, "Look, this dude's trying to do the best he can." You know what I mean? This guy's probably hating my video too. So it's all. You know what? You know what the I mean? Thing to stomach is though, as a YouTuber, the, and and this this is where I have personality flaws. Everybody, I'm sorry. I'm not perfect. I try, but I'm just not the perfect person. I'll watch a video and I'll, I'll see this video. I'll be like, man, that bit video is horrible. I mean, this it's really bad. I mean, just all, it's all bad. And then I'll look and I'm like, that dude's got 150,000 subscribers. What the what? <laughs> and I'm like, that's a bad video. Yeah. Honestly, there, there, there is one YouTuber in particular, and I'm not going to name their name or his, I'll say his, because it's ninety percent chances he. Um, so in this industry, anyways, um, he the way he films and the way he talks and the way he does everything is nauseating. And I don't know how he has so many followers. <laughs> Some strong words here, dude. I, I'm sorry, but I, it has to be said. The guy has a ton of followers, a ton of following, and now he has companies cheerleading for him. I'm pretty sure yeah. everybody knows who you're talking about. It's, I, it's Joe and Tail, right? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he's, he's talking about me. He's just being aggressive on me right now. I, I'm not yeah, going mean, to say gotta, I don't want to make any enemies, but I'll, I will tell you, Joe, after the show who it is. Yeah. Well, but, I, I'll tell you, this morning, I actually got on, on Reddit. Somebody commented, hey, uh, they posted a person's video. Right on a on a Reddit a subreddit, and they said, "Well, you know, so there's this person YouTuber's video, and then in the comment it's like, I like Joe and Tell better. Like he does a better job. He's more professional. This and this. And I'm like, um, you know, we all have our own style. We all, and and the truth is, you know, you got to respect somebody who's putting out content. It's not sure. easy to put out content. So." You know, at the end of the day, we're all like, we're all kind of doing the same thing, right? We're all trying to push and help hi-fi. So we got to eat. Look, I'm guilty too. Believe me, I'm pro I could probably watch, I, you know, with the daily hi-fi guys, you can ask them. I'm busting on them about their videos. Like, hey, hey, why is your video so yellowish? Why is your sound <laughs> like this? Your white balance is off. Hey, you're, and then they're telling me, hey, you're a little bit out of focus. So we're, we're busting on each other too, you know, because we're trying to improve. It's sure. As long as it's constructive at the end of the day, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I don't know. I have a question for you guys, actually. Go for and, it. And it's in line with what we're talking about. And it's about marketing, right? Because that's kind of what a lot of this is about. Well, of course, it's content creation. But I think a lot of companies look at what we do and they think, oh, that's a good way to advertise, right? Or market or they, you know, they want to send you their product. Why do they want to send you their product? For no reason, I think it's the primary driver for most companies. I, that's that's what they want from social media, right? It is a way for them to engage with customers in a way that has not been open to them before, right? I mean, it's absolutely the. It, I, I may I guess you could call it a new platform, but it's the platform now, right? This this is if you if you want to sell something, if you want to be known, this is the place. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, here, so here's a question. Can you guys tell me, all right? Because I know I've said it. I say it on my, I say it all the time. What are ways that you think that the hi-fi industry, hi-fi, I would say, you know, home theater also, like put them all together. Um, what are ways that they market 
that you believe are ineffective. Is that too much? I, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but I'm just like, I want to be honest because, because I see these smaller companies and they're spending money on, on things that I know are, I don't think are going to work. And I feel I, bad. I can handle this one. I, I think by not doing anything, I think by just relying on the fact that they feel like they have a superior product, I think that that is the biggest mistake that they're making by not putting out content, by not utilizing all these. Uh, there's tons of companies. I mean, I got a, I got a book right here filled with companies from last year's, you know, RMAF that yeah. I look at, I look them up and I'm like, there's nothing, no Instagram, no Facebook, no YouTube, no, no nothing, barely an email, you know? So uh, you want to get out there, you want to market, you got to follow the people that you admire. Like, for example, if I was an audio company, I would look at Klipsch and I would look at Kef and those two guys, they, they do really, really good marketing when, when it comes to certain things, specifically Klipsch and just, just sponge, you know, sponge. If they're, if it's working for them, it can work for you and just do it your way, you know, do it specific to your brand, you know, but do something that's that, that would be my recommendation. I'll, I'll more directly answer the question. Um, so if you look at the companies and where they're spending their money at, um, you know, I, I don't know that I would call it a misappropriation of funds, but I think it's likely um, a, a lack of return on investment that they get by using what I'll call traditional channels. So, uh, you know, you've got uh, all of the paper publications out there, which, uh, uh, you know, in the past were extremely valuable because there was no internet, there was no other way to really get access to new information, right? So if you wanted to know what's going on, you know, it's like you buy a newspaper, you, you buy a magazine, right? And that's how the information was presented. Um, there's still value in that today. Uh, but uh, I, I think that value has diminished. And without a diversified portfolio of marketing materials, uh, you, you really are stuck talking to an audience that still consumes that particular type of media. So if you're putting all your money into print publications, you're going to talk to people that read that print publication. And I can tell you right now that at this point, I don't really follow any of the traditional print magazines, right? I just, I don't, I don't get those subscriptions anymore. So if that's the only place that you are, are spending money, then obviously you're, you're missing a significant portion of your market. And that also really impacts the demographic of the market that you're going to be trying to engage with. Um, you know, if you're looking for anybody that's, I don't know, 35 down, right. You, you gotta be on social media. Um, I, I'm trying to figure out if somebody that's 46 years old, this guy can be successful on TikTok. <laughs> you just dropped some knowledge though. All that, like you just dropped, like that's huge, right? These companies need to hear this. Right, because we're not saying it to to be nasty. Mm -mm. We want these companies to survive, right? We like this stuff. We like this industry. We're not saying it just because, like, oh, this we do YouTube stuff. So you know, they if they want to see our seven, you know, I got seven dollars for this video that I made. You know, it's not. Believe me, it's not a money thing. You know what I mean? Like, um, we're doing it because you know it's fun. I think it's helpful for the industry. But I think you hit it right on the head. Like they're spending on, you know, print and they're doing stuff that maybe worked in the 70s. Maybe mm -hmm. it worked in the 80s, you know, but they're, you know, they don't even realize like, yeah, they're, they're marketing in ways that, that maybe it's not even 2000. It's 2020. It's 20 years since 2000. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of difference between 2000 and 2020 and what we're capable of doing now versus then. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be doing banners and stuff like that. I mean, personally, you know, I, and the funny thing is you have free platforms like Instagram that are free and yet they're not utilizing that. And it's free. I don't get it. They have the they have product photos. So here's 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 the gap. Right. And, and this is uh, this is this is a knowledge and experience gap that I think that some of these companies, they, they just are struggling with figuring out how to, to, to bridge. So when, when they look at marketing and for the, the companies that have been around for a while that don't have a lot of money, right? So bigger companies, they'll, they'll go hire somebody. They'll, they'll hire a, a Jill E and a Brittany and have at it. Right. And, and they end up with a, a great marketing machine that really gets the message out. 
um, but companies that can't hire dedicated media, social media, advertising specialists, they, they just don't have access to that. And I think that where you bridge that gap is for folks like Daily Hi-Fi or us, you know, you know, we, this is what we do and we have expertise here. So, you know, I would, I would say for those companies, you know, if you, if you don't know what, what you need to do, reach out, right. You know, talk to someone who's in a position to assist with, with that type of marketing, help build strategy. Um, you know, and, and those services can range anywhere from uh, being simply review our product, you know, help us out, you know, and, and, and that kind of thing all the way over to the other side of, you know, we need help putting a strategy together where we create content on a daily basis for Instagram, we get it on Twitter, we get it on YouTube, we get it on Facebook and we want to build a Facebook group and we want to do pages and we want to do forum stuff. And, you know, there's, there's a very broad spectrum of the services that these companies can avail themselves of if they need the help. And there are people out there, there's tons of firms out there that can help them do this for not a huge amount of money. And I think that would be the best use of dollars from just a, a return on investment to turn straight cash investment in marketing into sales. I, I, think, that's, I think that's where you're going to hit the broadest market segment of new customers that you want to hook while they're young. So you can kind of turn them into uh, lifelong brand owners and brand purchasers uh, that, you know, will continue that value chain down the line. I'm laughing because uh, you brought out that uh, Expona book or Rocky mountain book or something like that. And uh, how many of the talks there, are, how to, how to get the next generation of hi-fi, right? Look at the talk. There's a yeah. talk there that says how to get the next generation of, well, right. All right. So that's, that's almost always a, topic of discussion right well the way you get to them is to be where they're at right they're on instagram they're not reading the magazine that's it's simple right it's so simple it's right in front of their faces right and so who's the, you said you had eleven thousand uh, followers on instagram yeah if i were a company i'd be like um so um can i like pay you to post like can you do some posts for me like i'll pay you because uh, i don't how many how many how many let me ask you a question how many of the people in this book, in that book, right? How many people in there are uh, have more than eleven thousand? Not many. All the companies, all out of the hunt, you know, there's maybe two, three hundred companies right there. How many of them have over eleven thousand? Yeah, not not many at all. And you're not even you you're you don't even make a profit. <laughs> I know. Um, well, here's the thing, I. I started it with just just the most innocent intentions, just because I love I've loved speakers since I was a kid. I, I I say it all the time in most videos I do, how you know I had a, an upbringing with a brother that was ten years older, so he was into the hi-fi game in the eighties, which was a really cool time to be in the hi-fi game, uh, and he'd spend all his money on on this awesome stuff. So. Coming from that background, this this came just naturally to me. Like uh, I, I didn't build. Some people build these Instagrams to sell them, you know, and I understand that. And I've done that before. I've built Instagrams and sold them, but it, this is something, this is like my baby. This is something that, that I really, really enjoy doing. And the fact that it's grown like this, and you're right. A lot of these companies that have all these products, if I had a, an arsenal of products, speakers, uh, you know, amplifiers, all this stuff, I would be taking countless and countless of pictures and creating all this content that I can put on my own company Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know why totally. people are not doing this. It, it's something so elementary and easy and free. You know, you don't have to pay for this. You know, it's just, it's silly that, that people like us have to go out there and educate them, but Hey, this is the service we're providing. We are educating these companies and showing them, Hey, this is the outlet to do it. Maybe you if know? they charge them, because maybe if we charge them for Instagram, maybe they have to pay because some of these companies, you know, maybe they think it's free. It must not be worth anything. Right. I think that's oh, maybe dude, the mindset. A lot of times so much value in it. It's, it's just so I'll, I'll tell you in another industry that I was in before. Um, I know a guy who had an Instagram account. Right. And he would charge to post. Right. So it was like he'd post seriously like 15 times a day. Right. Mm -hmm. He'd charge to post on his uh, Instagram. I think he would do seriously. Um, when I calculated out about a hundred thousand a month that he'd do really right. hundred G's a month. He like, he was like straight up buying houses and cars and stuff like that on Instagram. And that's what I'm telling these people. Like, are you kidding me? Like I'm not playing around. This is a real thing. 
for mm-hmm. my brick and mortar business that I had, I relied on Instagram. I would say maybe a good 60 to 70% of the people who came into my shop came from Instagram. So I, I tell people when I do these talks at, at uh, Rocky Mountain, I would say, look, I've made hundreds of thousands of dollars thanks to Instagram. What are mm-hmm. we talking about? Like, why, w- why would I ignore that? That's yeah. crazy. So well, Instagram, just to, just to talk about Instagram a little bit, and for folks that, that are watching this that might not be as savvy about Instagram. So um, in, in a way, Instagram is what Facebook was kind of at the very beginning. So Facebook became very broad, but Instagram is very, very targeted, very focused, and it's very fast, right? So what happens is people will look at Instagram on their phone and they're going to scroll. They're going to scroll through and they're going to look at these pictures, right? And then they're going to find something that that calls out to them and, and, and it's fast. Um, so they're able to consume a lot of information and then quickly hone in on things that grab their attention. So if you're looking for a platform for folks that are just consuming information continually all day long, I mean, this is, this is direct feed, right? When you're on Instagram, you're on somebody's phone and you're in their pocket. And when they don't have something to do, what do people do? They pop it open. And I think more times than not, Instagram, which is a short format, very quick, single image, or, you know, you have portfolios of images, but very fast to consume content that they, they go to and, and they look at. So all day long, people are putting in 30, 40, a minute, two minutes on Instagram. Uh, and that's unlike other platforms, right? Other platforms sometimes take quite a bit more investment, right? Uh, you know, people aren't writing books of, uh, of length of, of comment replies in Instagram. They're, they're looking through and they see something and they click on it, right? And if you can convert that look and click um, into a customer, I mean, that, that is, that's powerful. And, and top of mind, right? So if you have a product and you want people to, you know, keep your brand on the top of their mind, if you're posting on a regular basis and they're following you, they're going to constantly see like, oh man, this world of Macintosh, this stuff looks cool, right? And if I could afford it, I might even go and buy it, you know? And one and day so, they won't be able to. <laughs> they don't realize like maybe maybe they're not going to buy because you can't link out directly a lot of times. Like from it's hard to do that, right? But how do you know they're not going to ask you a question on a DM, right? Hey, so what's up with this product? And there you can link, mm-hmm. right? They might ask you like, hey, I'm kind of curious between these products. You have to have somebody there to answer your question, right? That's how this stuff works. So now, I think they're just not understanding like, how does this relate to money? How does, how does there this Isn't a new integration now with Instagram and Shopify? Is that... Uh, Instagram and Shopify and Facebook, I think. I think you have they to go, have they both go through. Well, they, it goes through Facebook, and then Facebook links up to Shopify. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like a roundabout. But you can actually link a product on Instagram. It'll take you directly to the Facebook store, which is linked to your Shopify. So it's it's all integrated, but it's genius, you know. Because if you see something cool, you're like, the heck with it. I want to buy it. Boom. But you know? guess what? Guess what? Don't you have to have a certain number or does it have to be like, can it be anybody or do you have to have a certain oh, number? Of- you have to have a certain, well, there's no specific. I think I hit my ability thousand or something. I think I hit, well, I think I hit my ability. Uh, five or five or six, thousand thousand. It was heavy. It was, it was closer to 10,000 when I hit my ability to do that. I think they just want to see time and consistency on there. And if they see that, they automatically unlock that for you, that ability for you. Got it. Anyway, that was it. I was just kind of curious what you guys' thoughts were on like effective versus not effective marketing because that all ties into what I'm doing with the Hi-Fi Summit, right? Mm-hmm. I think that what we're doing there is effective marketing, right? So these giveaways, right? Why are companies doing these giveaways? You see the giveaways that I'm posting. Yeah. Right? I'm telling these companies, look, I don't even care if you spend with me. You know, save your money and and do an awesome giveaway. Do something that's going to help you, all mm-hmm. right? And uh, draw attention to your company. But what you're going to get in exchange is why don't you use that as a way to build up your 200 followers on Instagram? You know what I mean? Get it to get it to like a thousand. You know what I mean? Try to build that up. So I'm I'm really doing my best to just try to help the companies more than anything. You know, I think I think we consumers have it pretty good, actually. I think we do. I, and I think that the fact that we're all conduits for these companies is is advantageous for them, you know? Um, just you doing this summit is, is huge because we we're out of RMAF, we're out of Cedia and I know Cedia is doing going to do a virtual thing too, but I mean, 
this is you're the first to, in line here uh, in June. It's going to be June 24th, 26th, 26th, 30th, 24th for the, for the, uh, press and media. Cool. Media. Well, I, dude, I'm definitely excited, uh, to check that out. I, man, like I said, you've been a great inspiration and I, I sponge a lot of stuff off. Like I said, both of you guys. So, um, I think we need to stick with this community. Um, I think we, help each other out and be there for each other. You know, that's the best we can do. Yeah. It's more fun that way. Anyway, YouTube is huge, man. There's, there's enough to go around. There's plenty of, plenty of virtual property out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's my pitch. Thank you for allowing me to do my, my hi-fi, the hi-fi summit pitch here on your channel. Um, I don't, I'm not really the type of guy to do that sort of thing, but I think it's one of those times, like I have to, I have to do this. You know, these shows are canceled. A lot of these companies are not doing anything and they think they're just going to cruise by. Like, you can't just not do anything. It does like you don't, you do nothing and sales will just also do nothing. Right. So I don't want to see that happen. So, yeah. Yeah. Any, any, anytime you want to come on the show, you're more than welcome, brother. Well, thanks, man. To, to kind of pitch our next idea. And uh, we're, we're, we're looking to uh, start on a periodic basis, at least uh, panel discussions for our, for our show. So to this point, we've had guests and we have a, you know, a good chat with them, but we're really looking to bring on three or four people and then have questions and talk about topics and uh, really get into some spirited discussion. So that'll be coming up down the line and we're, we're developing those episodes now. So that's, that's going to be exciting. And, and I really look forward to that. That's going to be cool. Like and debating, if, like they're going to debate each other. I, they might. <laughs> well, it would it would be nice to be able to have some of those contentious discussions if we can keep it kind of civil and uh, really be able to represent two sides of. Gosh, I can't get my hands up here. You know, two sides of the the argument, right? You know, you know the obvious things that come to mind is maybe we argue about. Don't do it. Don't do it. There's there's probably a few particular people that it would it would be entertaining to see them on the show, but. Yeah, uh, you never know. But um, right on, man. Well, yeah, we'll feature all your information in the description below. Um, you guys, if you enjoyed the content, please like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications every time we post on Tuesdays. Uh, eventually, we're gonna go live. Uh, we're gonna try that out probably in the next month or two. See how that works out for us. But when we do go live, we'd probably love to have you on there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, you knew exactly what I was thinking over there. It's more expensive than a necklace. Oh my God. You knew exactly what I was, you, you knew exactly who I wanted on the show too. <laughs> oh man. This is too fun. But Hey man, thanks for being on the show guys. Check us out uh, every Tuesday guys. Appreciate it. Giles, as always, it's a pleasure. Gzilla. Pleasure. Gzilla. Dude, do, your, do your thing. Do your thing. Where's your uh, button? No, I, I, I don't have the button, right? I, I don't even know how to change. So I got a little gold star on the button. So you know which one to put. No, I, I've, I've got this Rodecaster Pro and I'm learning how to use it. And so I've loaded a bunch of sounds, but they're like in different banks. And I got to figure out how to change from bank to bank. <laughs> I don't know. And that's why they gave you that sheet. I, yeah, I got to get a little template overlay and just tape stuff on there. You know, once you get old, it gets hard to use technology. You know, sad, but true. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, everybody.